Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Great to have you with me. Happy New Year to you. I hope you've had a marvelous holiday season and you're ready to roar into a fantastic 2022. I want to talk to you about one of the most important trends happening right now in the United States. Those of you who are international listeners, you'll just have to be uh, patient with us. Of course, this might also apply to your context, but a very important trend is happening in the United States. It's going to affect elections. It's going to affect the political direction of the United States. And I want to identify it and make sure that you are aware of it because it's, it's huge in its impact. You know, a lot of what is important in politics, of course, is ideas, but it also comes down to the pragmatic question of what works. What works? This is what Ronald Reagan was getting at when he asked during an election, are you better off now than you were four years ago? Is it working for you? Is the, are the policies of this guy who's currently in the office, are they working for you? And some people were offended with that question because, you know, they said, well, what they should really be asking about, do we have a fairer nation? Uh, do are, are people, you know, are people feeling more just, that kind of thing? And he said, no, it's, it's working for you. Are you better off than you were four years ago? And whether we like it or not, no matter how ideological we want to be, this really is the issue for people. Does it work? And so you can be conservative, you can be liberal, but the bottom line is there's a percentage of the population that cares about ideas in the abstract, cares about ideas regardless of whether they work. For example, I'm pro-life regardless of whether that abortion quote-unquote works for America. I mean, there, there are some folks, some books that contend that abortion is actually removing a certain kind of people from our society and therefore crime statistics are better and things of that nature. And I, I have to say, that's a moral issue for me. It doesn't matter what you think is working, I'm opposed to abortion, except in a very few circumstances. So there's an example where I'm going counter to what I'm talking about. But for the most part, people in America care about what works. And what's going on right now, the macro trend that's happening right now in America that's going to affect the midterm elections, it's going to affect the next presidential election, is that you have had a decided slide to the left, a decided slide in America towards more liberal politics. And given the fact that we've had uh, some wicked killings of African Americans, uh, given the fact that we've had some horrible injustices in this country, uh, the radical edge of the Democratic Party party, the radical edge of the left has tended to prevail. And so you have had some pretty extreme solutions proposed and tried in some localities um, that have frankly failed and they failed horribly. So one of the trends, the macro trend I'm referring to in this podcast is that you have the failure of the left driving people to the right. I've referred in this podcast before to the fact that I attended an event, actually emceed an event, spoke at an event, where there were a great many people there from the Northwest. 
And now we were in the Southwest. These people had moved from the Northwest to the Southwest. And when I asked them why, essentially, these were well-off people. These were people that were at a gathering that was about, um, it was for people of means. This particular event was for people of means. So these are employers. These are business owners. These are people of means, every ethnicity, every gender, etc., uh, who had moved from the Northwest to the Southwest. And when I asked them why, it was essentially, in every case, because the ideas of the left that were prevailing in the great Northwest were failing. You had defund the police movements. You had radical solutions that were failing for the homeless and the poor on the streets. Uh, You had excessively high taxation. Uh, You had uh, what some of them referred to as woke policies in the public schools. This would have been uh, everything from critical race theory to other uh, issues, sexual issues and what have you. Um, you had a bunch, and these are, this is their, these are their terms, not mine. You had a bunch of leftist policies that were failing. Crime was skyrocketing. Uh, the homeless were killing each other and destroying business. Businesses were being destroyed. Main streets were often just wastelands with businesses closed. No one there uh, the homeless moving in and sleeping right on Main Street in a certain town in Washington state where the town is just absolutely disappearing. And it had all to do with leftist policies that failed. Now, I'm not sitting here on this podcast saying that all policies of the Democratic Party and all policies that arise from the left are failures. I've often said there's wisdom on both sides. There are certainly values on both sides. Those who are what I call conscientious liberals, those who sincerely care about the poor, those who sincerely care about just immigration, I think we should hear them. I think we should listen. I may not buy into their solutions, but at least their hot button issues, at least the things they care about are things in some cases I want to care about. I want to care about the poor. I want to care about wise and just immigration. I want to care about wise and just policing. And if the left or or Democrats or conscientious liberals have got good solutions, I'm all for it. The problem is that for the most part, the ways these have been implemented in America have failed. And that failure of the left, that failure within the Democratic Party, that failure of certainly the radical edge of the left is driving people to the right. Many of these people I spoke to at this conference, again, for business leaders and what have you, many of them said, you know, I've actually voted Democrat at times. I've actually actually, uh, been involved in Democratic politics, but it's moved so far to the left that it's like it was the Communist Party of years ago. And I I can't go with that. So now I consider myself a conservative. I may not be registered as a Republican. I may not vote as a Republican every time, but I'm definitely looking more to the uh, taxpayer party, to libertarians, to the right in some way. Not the extreme right with most of these people, by the way. These were family people. These were business owners. These were mainstream America. But they weren't buying into the left anymore because they'd seen the devastation in their own towns. I actually sat with people who wept because the town they grew up in had been destroyed by leftist policies. And I can tell you, I feel a little bit of that. I'm sitting in Nashville, Tennessee, as I I record this. As COVID began to hit in Nashville, The mayor of Nashville proposed an almost 30% tax increase for businesses within uh, the metro area in Nashville. Can you imagine? 
and, and, and people began to write letters and businessmen rose up. I'm, I'm not just talking about deep pockets. I'm talking about entrepreneurs. I'm talking about young millennial entrepreneurs, cool new restaurants that, that millennials had gone in together to, uh, to produce. I'm not just talking about corporate America. And, and um, these people rose up and said, you're going to shut me down. You're going to completely shut me down. 30%, almost 30% tax increase. I think it was 27 and a half. Um, that high a tax increase as COVID starts in a town like Nashville, which is one of the it cities of America, tourists flooding into town, uh, the, 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 the bridal shower capital of America. I mean, even now with COVID, you can't believe how the streets looked this last weekend in downtown Nashville with. New Year's Eve and football games and partying and country music. It's unbelievable how crowded it is and how many people are flooding into this town. Why in the world would you need to increase taxes almost 30%? Well, the governor, I'm sorry, the mayor of Nashville is a Democrat. That doesn't make him evil, uh, but he's very left-leaning, comes from the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard. Um, Again, doesn't, that's not necessarily bad. Some of my best friends are from the Kennedy School at Harvard, uh, and they're conservatives. But nevertheless, this gentleman is essentially a tax and spend liberal, and he believes in restricting uh, business, and he believes in uh, a lot of other things that are causing difficulty in Nashville. And so had his policies didn't go through uh, un, un, unmodified uh, in total. But this is what he proposed, and he would have destroyed businesses in Nashville, good businesses, businesses hiring the homeless, businesses doing good in, America, in, in Nashville. But you can't, you can't do a 30% tax hike and expect not just business, but human beings to survive. Some of, what, some of the taxes he proposed um, would have affected me because I live in downtown Nashville. And so what I'm saying is this is the sort of the reaction of people on the left. They don't have any other solution. They don't believe in the free, in the free market. Uh, they don't believe uh, that things can right themselves with government assuring a level playing field, but not controlling uh, the entire of society. So this guy gets up, I mean, within a month of COVID seriously breaking in early 2020, this guy was proposing a massive tax increase. It's just, it was the only tool in his toolbox. And that's what's going on in much of America. Now, my point is not to gripe about my own taxes. My point is not to gripe about taxes in Nashville. I'm not really griping. What I'm saying is that you're seeing right now a trend in America. It's absolutely happening um, in which the failure of policies of the left, of the Democrats, certainly of the extreme left edge uh, of the leftist movement in America are just driving people to the right and driving people out of uh, blue states. And this is happening constantly. I think uh, most of you know by now that I'm Senior Fellow for Public Leadership at Palm Beach Atlantic University, which is in West Palm Beach, Florida. Do you know one of the most happening things going on in the Palm Beach area of Florida is that the New York financial houses are moving down into that area. I can throw a rock from the campus in West Palm Beach to the Goldman Sachs headquarters uh, and other financial houses. They're leaving New York citing, I'm talking about, I've talked to these executives, citing Cuomo, citing Blasio, citing these governors and mayors who have turned New York, so they say, uh, into a leftist hell. That's an exact quote from an exec at Goldman Sachs. 
Now, this is what they're thinking. People are moving out of the Northwest. People are flooding into Texas. They're leaving California. The numbers are staggering. You should do a Google search uh, for those the numbers of those leaving California. Uh, Elon Musk is one of the most prominent leaving California. He just he said you can't do business in California. This is one of the wealthiest men in the world. I think right this second he's the wealthiest guy in the world, um, running extreme I think extremely valuable companies, developing new kinds of cars, new kinds of energy, uh, new kinds of electrical grids, etc. Space, all of it. He's doing I think very valuable things. I I, I really think highly of him. And he couldn't hang in California. He, ha- he got up and left. He's moved his businesses to other places in America. He's not alone by a long stretch. And I think we have to ask ourselves why. And because I've got a lot of Democrats who listen to this podcast, I, I want to say, of course, I believe Democrats are good people. And many of them are sane. And I, this is not a podcast in which we rail against the left or rail against people who are Democrats. But you've got to be asking yourself, what has happened? That in some of the most significant Democrat strongholds in this country, I'm talking about political strongholds now, don't think I'm talking spiritually, for some of you who use that kind of language in your religious lives, I'm talking about political strongholds, some of the most significant Democrat strongholds in this country are failing and people are flooding out of them. Businesses are flooding out of them. I mean, California should do that and everything it could do to hang on to Elon Musk, but they lost Elon Musk. And instead, Elon Musk is going to red states having fled a blue state. And that's going on in America. So we're going to see the midterm election in large part affected by what this group of people do who feel like they've been traumatized by leftist policies in their communities. Many of them have moved to new states where there's greater economic freedom, more of a free enterprise system, less restriction. Uh, Maybe their moral values are reflected more pro-life, what have you. Maybe a check on the LGBTQ agenda, things of that nature. And you're going to see their voting patterns make a huge difference. I think we're going to see a significant bump for uh, the Republicans in the, in the midterms. That happens almost every time. I think it's going to be pretty amazing this next time. And I think that we're going to see it happen also, of course, in the general election, which is coming two years after that. I, I want to just remind you of something that Joseph Biden said, has said just recently. And, and this, is, this is the spirit, this is the attitude that's going to really damage conscientious liberals, good-hearted Democrats uh, in, the, in the upcoming elections. He ran, when he ran against Donald Trump, he said, Donald Trump has no plan for COVID. I do. He said it repeatedly. You can go back and look at it even on his Twitter feed, much less in the transcripts of his speeches. And I told you before that I tend to read transcripts of speeches rather than actually watch them being given because I can absorb it longer and and understand it more fully. You might consider that. Recently, he literally said there's no solution for COVID at the federal level. So he ran against Trump, uh, who saying he had no plan for COVID. And I have to tell you, that was largely true. He said, I have a plan. That was largely untrue. And now, uh, two years into his administration, he says there's no solution at the federal level for COVID. This has to be solved at the state level. So he's in essence of passing the buck. Now, that attitude, this government can't provide a solution. This government can't solve this, is an important one to note. I, I, I think, frankly, if a statesman is sincere... They do have to admit that some things get, get solved by the free market system. Some things get solved by the private sector. Not everything is solved by government. 
But some things have to be addressed by government. And I think that most statesmen probably should have uh, the same policy that most doctors have. First, do no harm. But once you start doing harm, you're going to lose authority, and you should. And that's what's going to happen. That's what's happening right now. There is a massive trend. Again, do, do a little Googling, and you'll see the stats that I don't want to take time for right now. Out of New York, out of California, out of Chicago, uh, out of some of the more left-leaning states. And you're going to see that there's a tremendous migration happening. It's not just geographical, it's also political. And it's going to determine a lot about uh, the next season of our politics, mainly because the policies of the left have been tried and failed. Immigration is out of control in America. It was somewhat out of control during the Trump administration and previous administrations. It was not solved by the Biden administration. It was exacerbated. Even people in the administration are admitting that. The same with leftist policies about policing. The same with leftist policies about the homeless. The same with leftist social agenda having to do with LGBTQ or abortion or what have you. Ultimately, voters want to know, does what you believe work. People are less aligned on the left, less aligned on the right. They want to live their lives. They want to be left alone. They want government to do its job, do it well, and get off the field and let the field be about the more important things of life, faith, family, what have you, and a free market that serves them well. But when you engage in intrusive government policies and they fail, well, people start migrating, people start changing, and that's going to affect America, possibly even for another generation. So I'm saying this to people on the right who need to learn a lesson that their policies need to work too. And I'm saying this to my listeners on the left, that if you want to uh, I'm not trying to help you politically, but if you want to be good conscientious liberals who are raising important issues that ought to be part of the national dialogue, you're going to have to rescue um, your movement from the extreme edge of the left and from the failed policies that are causing a move to the right, a move to uh, the red states, a move out of the Californias and into the Texas states, typed states. And that's a, that's a trend that's shaping our society even now. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.